We're the best gamblers in the game. No, no competition out here. What What did we go last week? I myself, I think I went eleven and five against the spread. Is that Is that not what the records say? I think you got that flip. Five and eleven. Hey, it's tough out here. Jaden, how did you do last week? I have my second straight week at nine and seven. Damn. And I went eight and eight last week. Eight and eight. That's breaking even. Five hundred. Anyways, you know, welcome back to the 12th episode of Cocktail Wieners. Once again, we're joined by NFL insiders Ian Rappaport and Adam Schefter. I'm your host, Spencer Fentonwells. Today, once again, we don't have Carson Sneller. Just thought I should mention him. He's a bum. Let's get right into it. Starting with another segment of Pick'em with the Boys. First game of the week. Well, actually, let's reflect on last week. How did you guys think the games went? I had a parlay out there, three bucks on the, three whole dollars on the line. The Rams and the Cardinals couldn't do it for me. Other than that, it was looking pretty good, though. I was surprised to see Pittsburgh struggle so bad. That was the only major surprise of the week, in my opinion. Who did who did they who did Pittsburgh play last week? Oak, or Las Vegas. Oh yeah. Hey Raiders two and zero. What about you, Malcolm? Um, Ian, I was, sorry. I was pretty confident with uh, Cincinnati, like plus two and a half, and then Burrow just did not like do as well as I thought he would have. And then I guess Washington. I thought Washington would have played better against New York on Thursday. Yeah, didn't uh, didn't Joe Burrow throw? Back-to-back-to-back to back to back interceptions and then back-to-back back touchdowns. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> what a bounce back. On to this week. We got Panthers and Texans tonight on Thursday Night Football. Panthers are favored 7.5. That's what I saw at FanDuel last. I know the lines have been changing like crazy since then. With Davis Mills playing quarterback for the Texans, I'm going Panthers win and cover. What about you all? I'm also going to go Panthers. I, I received some criticism for my Panthers support um, last week. You did. And, you know, they backed up my words. They showed out last week. They got weapons in Charlotte. Benjamin Hafer. So I, I think they will once again be covering. I think they're going to stomp the Texans. Malcolm? Yeah, these are two of the teams that are still 2-0 and against the spread, but Houston with Davis Mills, like he would just have to play like out of his mind type of game, so I'll take Carolina. We're rooting for you, Davis. <laughs> hey, so Davis is a rookie this year, correct? Yeah. Um, Was he drafted or undrafted free agent? He was drafted, I think, in like the fourth round. He okay. went to pick after Kellen Mond. The Texans wanted Mond, and then okay. the Vikings took him. If Davis Mills ruins my... One of my picks against the spread. I'm never betting again. Because <laughs> that'll just be horrendous. Next game, I got Cardinals versus Jaguars. Cards are favored seven and a half. I'm taking Cardinals to win it. Therefore, covering. I was looking, and the Jaguars have not played a game within 10 points. I mean, we're just two, two games into the season. But still, I don't think anything changes. So, Cardinals minus seven and a half. Uh, I got... Uh, Arizona minus seven and a half here too. Uh, Jacksonville has not looked very good at this point, whether it be a rookie quarterback or coaching, they just don't look that good. Yeah. I'm going to make this a really boring beginning. Um, cause all three of us are in consensus now for the first two games, but I just don't see a way Jacksonville wins this game, let alone covers. Um, no defense. Trevor Lawrence doesn't look like settled in yet. Cardinals have looked good in all facets of the game. So 
going to go Arizona here. I'm liking that we're all on the same page. We might have to throw $100 on these first two games. Cardinals-Titans up next. Titans favored by five and a half. Carson Wentz, listen. <laughs> the infamous injury, man. Somehow he comes out of the game with two, not one, but two sprained ankles. That might be a record. Maybe his only record. But yeah, I don't even know. He's still questionable for this game, right? Yeah. So I got Carson Wentz with a question mark. I'm taking Titans to win and cover. If Carson Wentz was playing, I would honestly consider Colts to cover or even win the game, but I have no clue. Tennessee just played a really good game against Seattle. So, I mean, I, I think they'll come in here riding high. Um, even if Wentz is in there, I think it, it limits his mobility so bad to have both of his ankles sprained. They can just bully him in the pocket all game long. Um, he's known to be erratic, so, you know, you start getting pressure on him. He's going to be crumbling. I think Tennessee wins this comfortably. Yeah, I think the minus five will be good for Tennessee for now. And then if Wentz is, like, officially ruled out at some point, that line will just, like, grow, I think, a lot further, which would still probably have me taking Tennessee. So what you are hearing right now is hammer that line, absolutely smash it, put all the money you have in your savings account on it, five and a half right now, go get it. They need to, like, make the lines a little bigger. Bigger? Should I like them smaller? Well, I mean, like, if you've got Arizona, like, minus 11, all right, then I started thinking about Jacksonville. Or, like, Carolina should be favored by, like, 12 with Davis Mills in there. I like my lines like my woman likes her penises. Small. <laughs> Anyways, so getting back to the Colts Titans, yeah. I heard a report that Carson Wentz, one ankle, really bad sprain. Ankle two, not too bad. Yeah. So he's just pushing, using his sprained ankle to push his other sprained ankle around. Kind of funny. Good rehab, though. Might want to switch 15 on, 15 off. Ravens-Lions next up here. Ravens favored by 7.5. I have Ravens to win and cover. Lions have not played a game within 8 points yet. Sorry, Malcolm. It was 8. <laughs> well, hey, that's good enough for a Lions fan. What do you have here, Malcolm? Uh, I have to go Baltimore only because if it was like 10 or something, I would take it just because I'm a Detroit fan. But there's no way that Baltimore doesn't beat us by more than a touchdown. Rounded out. We're all in consensus for another game. Um, l listen, the Lions just put another corner on IR. They were already thin in the secondary. Uh, I think Lamar just comes in here and puts on another show. I agree. Maybe another. Maybe another cartwheel into the. Maybe another cartwheel into the end zone. Potentially, he he said that this last one left him a little bit sore. But <laughs> yeah, he's got to work on landing on the feet. Washington Bills up next. Bills favored by eight and a half. In my notes, I have no clue. Literally wrote no clue. <laughs> uh, I'm taking Bills seven and a half here, but I may switch because headband Heineke, you never know what he's up to. I'm going to go Washington plus eight and a half. Uh, big Heineke fan right now. Josh Allen still hasn't impressed me. Uh, I know they just won like 35 to zero or whatever it was, but three rushing touchdowns and I still don't think that he looked amazing himself. So maybe Washington defense steps up and the Bills only beat him by a touchdown. I'm rolling with Buffalo here. Um, we have yet to see Washington's D-line, which is so highly yes, thought sir. of, show up to a game. Um, so until that happens, I don't, I don't know, know how much, much faith you can have in Washington. That's the best unit on their team. 
and we have yet to, to really see it return to dominance. So Buffalo's defense looked great last week. I think they bully Heineke. Washington just struggled to contain Daniel Jones. I don't know how they're going to contain Josh Allen, regardless of how good he's looked so far this year. That so, was my yeah. We're real Buffalo. That was my thought process. Drinks getting to me. That was my thought process too. Uh, next, we got Saints, Patriots. Pats are favored by three. I'm taking Patriots to win and cover the spread because of Billy Belichick, best coach in the game. He's not going to let Jameis Winston win this game. There's no shot. Malcolm? I kind of wanted to be different. So I did take New Orleans plus three. They're coming off a bad week. Uh, but may, you know, maybe Jameis is motivated and he's going to go out there. Maybe he'll eat a W this week. Who knows? Um, I'm going to agree with Spencer here. I'm also going New England. We just watched them torment Zach Wilson. It was horrendous. So I don't see how Bill Belichick can't just roll out with the same exact game plan against Jameis, bait him into a bunch of picks and win comfortably. I, I agree with that. I, I felt bad for the Mormons as I was watching that one. I just... <laughs> I'll send a prayer up for you guys. Chargers, Chiefs. Chiefs favored six and a half here. I'm taking Chargers to cover. Chiefs win, though. I just think it's going to be it's going to be a close game. But interestingly, the Chargers and the Chiefs have both played in games that have been decided by four or less points. I think that's I think that's just I don't know. I don't even know what that means. But Chargers cover. Oh, so Jaden just copied me and switched his pick. But I'm going Kansas City, uh, minus six and a half. Uh, I feel like they're coming off that loss. I mean, they still looked uh, pretty good that night. Without that fumble, who knows what would have happened. I just think that they're going to come out and they don't allow them to lose uh, two games straight. And I think that they beat them by more than seven. All right, I just flipped my pick. I'm actually flipping back. Um, We like it. (laughs) So I'm rolling with the Chargers here. Listen, I think at some point the wheels have to fall off for Kansas City. And I think we might be seeing it. Like they just haven't, especially, I think it's like their last 16 games. They've been really bad against the spread. I think they're like 2-14 and in their last 16 against the spread. Like Vegas loves handing them a lot of points. So just based on what we've seen, yeah, I think they'll end up in another close game. And who knows if they'll even be able to pull it out. Los Angeles has a good team. Hey, that makes sense. I wish we had, we need to get a buzzer on this table for hot takes because right there, that one was, I might have to switch to Chiefs after what he just said. (laughs) Next up, we got Bears Browns. Browns favored seven and a half. I'm taking Browns to win and cover. Jarvis Landry's out for this game, placed on IR. Odell might be back. So, hey, you lose one, you gain one. Bears suck. Taking Browns here. I did not know that Landry was on IR. So I think I'm actually going to switch my pick to Chicago plus seven and a half. I originally just switched it back to Cleveland, but I don't know. But Odell's back. Confirmed back or speculated? He said full go Wednesday's practice. I'll stay Chicago. I don't know. Maybe Fields comes out and shows everyone why he should have been starting since week one. I like starting these mobile quarterbacks, or I like rolling with these mobile quarterbacks in their first career starts. Sometimes it's just hard to contain a guy you don't have much film on. Like, you can watch the college film all you want, but you get to the NFL and it's a different game. He didn't look great in his limited action against Cincinnati this week. But I I think maybe just that little bit of game experience gets him settled in and he's ready to roll here against Cleveland with a full week of preparation as the starter. So I'm rolling Chicago. Bengals, who day? That's my hometown team. 
Big Dick Joe plays the Steelers. Steelers favored by three. three. I'm saying, how much y'all got over there? Four and a half? FanDuel, get your act together. Actually, I mean, I like that line better. I'm thinking Steelers win and cover. Bengals O-line has looked absolutely garbage. And, you know, Steelers got my boy TJ Watt, highest paid defensive player in the league. Jaden didn't like the contract, but I don't really care. Steelers are winning, minus three. Uh, TJ Watt will be there, but he'll probably be limited, I would assume, with the groin injury, it sounds like. Ain't no um, problem with the balls. I'll still have Pittsburgh covering the four and a half spread. TJ Watt's not the only injury they're dealing with. Uh, Deontay Johnson's probably not going to play. I wouldn't expect him to play. And then Roethlisberger also can't throw right now without pain. He's got a little injury going on. So I'm rolling with Cincinnati. Uh, they haven't looked great. They haven't looked consistent. Burrow looked horrendous for a quarter this last week. But something just tells me, you know, Pittsburgh looked awful against Las Vegas last week. I think it's just going to carry over into this week. I think they've got a little stink in the locker room right now. <laughs> What's that smell? Steelers W. <laughs> like that one. I don't know about that. <laughs> yeah, that was good. You may you may be watching this video and like, damn, what they sipping on? Malcolm just finished it. I just finished it. <laughs> um, today we're drinking. Well, the cocktail of the week is a Moscow Mule. Consists of vodka, of course, ginger ginger beer, I believe, and like a splash of lime or maybe lime juice. A couple cubes. I'm not liking this one. Out of ten, I'm gonna go. 4.8. It makes my nose burn. Feel like my arteries are clogged. Yeah, what do you think about it, Malcolm? Yeah, uh, it's not the best thing. Um, but the ginger beer was thanks to Jeff Bezos for sending me a random package that Shout I did out. not pay for. So that helps. But no, I'm giving it like a three and a half. Yeah. Uh yeah, it was it's not good. I probably when we drank it yesterday, because we tried to record this yesterday, but Went downhill. I thought it tasted good, but I don't know what happened. Shout out Jeffy B. Like Malcolm said, I feel like we're sponsored. <laughs> Falcons, Giants, next game up. Giants favored three. I'm taking Giants win and cover. Hot take of the week. Daniel Jones, plus 100 rushing yards. We saw him last week looking like White Lamar out there. He had 95 yards on nine carries. It was, it was nuts. What are you thinking, Malcolm? Yeah, um, definitely got Giants minus three. They... Definitely should have beat Washington. Like, you know, they just had a couple mistakes, you know, a drop pass and then uh, whatever, the jump on the field goal. So I think they'll cover and Atlanta still looks like awful to me. I'm taking the Giants, but it's not really because of the Giants. It's just, I don't know if this is a hot take or not, but I think Atlanta might be the stone cold worst team in the league right now. Hot take. By a mile. I think they're so bad. They're so bad. You think they're worse than the Jets? I think they're worse than the Jets. Where's the power rankings? Matt Ryan looks cooked. I don't know. He. I'm not saying they're... Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying they're good. I'm just arguing I might take them over the Jets or the Jaguars. See, I think their ceiling might be four wins. And I think the Jets, if Zach Wilson can pan out, have a higher ceiling than that. I just don't see how Atlanta can win games consistently. They have no run game. Matt Ryan can't throw downfield right now. Like His arm looks shot. It's like Peyton Manning's final season. <laughs> And they have no defense. There's just no way they win games unless 
Pitts goes off for like 400 yards a game. True. That's you got Mike Davis back there, Cordell right. Patterson, and I mean Danny Dimes. He's on fire right now. Those, he's not. He's not good though. I heard a rumor. He's not good. He's off the trading block in fantasy leagues. Dolphins Raiders coming up next. Raiders minus three and a half. I'm taking Raiders to win and cover another win here. I just don't like the lines this week, but also two is out. And hey, I love me some Brissett. Raiders, one of the only undefeated teams left. Got to roll with them. 3-0 and next week. Yeah, I got Raiders covering. Is Tua confirmed out? Yeah. yeah okay, then yeah, definitely Raiders 3.5. I would expect that line to grow, I feel like. I don't know why it wouldn't with the Raiders like coming off two strong wins. Mm-hmm. I am also rolling with Vegas here. Uh, th- there's a reason Tua is the starter over Jacoby. I like Jacoby as much as the next guy, but... He's a perennial backup. I don't think he comes in and does enough to push Miami to beat Las Vegas right here. All in consensus. I'm thinking maybe uh, for the little actual bets we're doing, we should just find the ones we're all three agreeing with and just bet those. Yeah. I don't know if that makes sense, but maybe. Jets-Broncos up next. Broncos minus 10.5, the largest line of the week. This is another one I also wrote no clue. And then right next to No Clue, I wrote For the Mormons. So in that spirit, I'm going Jets cover. Talked to my dad today. Asked him if he had any bets going in. Big gambler. And he said, I don't know how the hell the Broncos are 2-0. They can't hit their ass cheeks with both hands. So I don't know what that means. I'm taking Jets cover here. Broncos still win, but probably by like 7 Denver is 2-0 against the spread while the Jets are 0-2 just for the first two weeks. I think Denver's a better team. Uh, Wilson has to get better before I can like give him those points, so I'm going to go Denver minus 10.5. Denver's another tough defense, just like New England, and Fangio's a great defensive head coach, just like Belichick. I, I think we probably see a similar week this week for Zach Wilson. I think he's going to get bullied. Um, I feel bad for him. His O-line is just beat up. And Denver's D-line is going to, you know, have a little repeat of last week. I think Denver wins and covers. He's still a good-looking 14-year-old. So he's winning in that department. Bucks-Rams up next. Bucks favored by a point and a half here. I'm going Bucks win and cover solely because of Tom Brady. What about you, Malcolm? Yeah, uh... A large part of me really wants to pick Tampa Bay minus one and a half, but then there's a small part of me that's still a Stafford fan. Uh, so I'll take Rams plus one and a half, and I just hope that the Rams outright win. But against Tom Brady and that Tampa Bay defense and offense, I think it's going to be very hard. AB is going to more than likely be out for this one. He went on the COVID list today. Oh yeah, That makes this a little tough, just because I think they really thrive from having all three of those you know, great receivers there to really give defense is a difficult time. I'm still going to roll Tampa Bay here, but I don't feel great about it. This is about as even as a game as you can get. It's going to be, it's going to be a fun one to watch. I kind of wish it was Monday night or Sunday night. Seahawks Vikings, one of the last games on Sunday. Seahawks are favored point and a half here. I'm going Seahawks to win and cover. I think it's going to be a close game. The Seahawks kind of let me down last week. Uh, I left work when they were up like 14. Jaden's over there changing another pick. Seahawks let me down. Derrick Henry ran all over him. Ended up losing the game. I think Russell Wilson comes out mad. Have you ever seen a chef mad? They like to cook. Seahawks win here. What about you, Malcolm? 
I also have Seahawks uh, covering here. I don't know. I don't think Minnesota is that good, honestly. Um, I mean, they had a good game last week, but I think Seattle is just better than them. I just flip games here because I really do view this as a coin flip. And I don't know. I just like the potential edge on you guys. I see a path in which Minnesota wins this game. The Seahawks just historically under Pete Carroll cannot close out games. And they get too committed to the run. They won't let Russ cook. So I don't know. There's definitely a path in which Minnesota comes out here and plays well. Kirk came out just firing last week against Arizona. So, hey, maybe it carries over. Maybe Minnesota wins. A lot of maybes there. Packers 49ers to end the night. 49ers are, to my surprise, favored by three and a half. I think, now this might be just my emotions because I'm a Packers fan. Also a Seahawks fan. Russell Wilson fan. I'm taking Packers cover, so they obviously win. I think Rodgers Rogers is kind of still upset with how the offseason went, how the season started. You know, he's a California kid, so... He probably wanted to get traded to the 49ers, but he doesn't even play for him. So I don't know how it's going to go, but I'm taking Packers covered. Yeah, I mean, Green Bay historically has just played bad when they're um, out there, but I'll still go with Green Bay plus three and a half. I do think that they're a better team than the 49ers. I mean, 49ers, I won't say struggled against Detroit. They just let Detroit back into it, and then they didn't put up much against the Eagles. So I'll take Green Bay plus three and a half. Jaden, you seem, you seem nervous over there. <laughs> I'm trying which I'm trying to decide which narrative I'm gonna roll with here. <laughs> I like the Packers for the potential. Aaron Rodgers is coming out here. It's like a job interview almost. He, he you know, he's trying to show Shanahan what he's got. So this next offseason, Shanahan's like, look, he beat our asses. We'll trade anything it takes to get him. Trade Lance and I mean, yeah. But I'm gonna roll with San Francisco. Um Green Bay's defense. Still has to show me something. Jenkins might be out this week. I think San Francisco can maybe just establish the run. And maybe, you know, Ayuk actually shows up for this game. He can bully Kevin King a little bit. So, yeah, I'll roll San Francisco. Damn, Kevin King. Might be time to retire. Eagles-Cowboys Monday night matchup. A matchup for the centuries. Cowboys favored by three and a half. If you listened to last week. You know, I, I said I'm smashing Eagles every single week. I'm taking Eagles to cover here. My only two points would be Cowboys defense has not looked great uh, this season. And also, I have written down here that no game has been over three points. I think I'm talking about the Cowboys there. Uh, yeah, so Eagles either cover, but I think they have a shot at winning this game. What about you? Uh, Just history-wise, the last five teams... Five times these teams met, the home team covers a spread in either direction. Uh, so I did pick Dallas minus three and a half. Not just based on that. I do think that they're a better team than the Eagles. But I could see a way that the Eagles get within that those three points. But I think Dallas still wins. I think Parsons balled out this last week, playing as a bit of a pass rusher. And Trayvon Diggs has been playing really good on the outside for Dallas. So I'm going to roll with Dallas here. I think the defense is just the best unit in the game. And, you know, I like their offense a bit more. I know Amari Cooper is a little bit banged up. We'll see if he goes or not. And then, you know, Gallup's on IR. So it could be down to CD on offense for them. CD? But I'll roll Dallas. Okay. That's all right. I'll just end the week on a high note. We want to fire off our most confident pick. Oh, yeah. Let's do locks of the week. If we're doing outright win, I'd go Arizona over Jacksonville. Hmm. 
honestly, honestly, even the spread on that one too. I don't. I feel like Arizona should just, just like win by more than way more than seven. Uh, well, Spencer's thinking. I'll go ahead and smash Baltimore with the spread against Detroit. I think it's just gonna be a beatdown. I think it's gonna be bullying. Yeah, <laughs> absolute slaughter. We're gonna send Dan Campbell, you know, into the locker room, is, you know, muttering about biting knees. It's gonna be horrible. Is Campbell gonna be crying over there? Might shed a tear. Oh, a man. football guy like him, he doesn't want to lose a game like he's about to. It's getting hostile over here. <laughs> I might have to step aside. I still don't know who to... I'm going to take Patriots as my lock. That's what I'm rolling with. It's a bold one. I like that one. Me and me and old Bill Belichick got the same first name, I think. I'm pretty sure he's a William. Got to keep it in the family. He is a William. What's his, what's his middle name? Steven. Are you sure it's not Stefan? I think it's Steven. <laughs> hey, that, that name also runs in the family. That's my brother's middle name. Yeah, Patriots lock minus three and a half. Any, any other hot takes, you all? Quintez Cephas is one of the best receivers in August. Hey, I'm glad. I'm, I, I've been wanting to bring this up the whole damn time. We all saw Cephas almost with the sideline touchdown catch. I know it wasn't a catch, and I've been talking about it ever since like it was a catch. I just love the dude. Former Badger. But my question to you, if he caught that, I don't know if I sent the still shot to Jaden, would it have been or rivaled Odell's catch? Yeah. I, th- I think it would have been better. It was insane. He had it the whole way too, and then just right at the end, it like clipped Kevin King's. It clipped his helmet, and that's the only good play King's ever made in his life. Yeah, I feel bad for Kevin King because even when he does something good, <laughs> the entire world hates it. Like he robs us of the best catch of the year. Yeah, he sucks. Everything about Kevin King sucks. No <laughs> offense. True. I'm sure he's like a great guy. Yeah, I'm sure he's watching the podcast right now. <laughs> I don't yeah, want Kevin this King. to make its way back to him. Hey, if you want to come on and talk about it, talk about why you're an asshole. I'm not going to call him an asshole. I just think he's the most <laughs> annoying football player to ever live. Well, that's I, even. I feel like that's worse than calling him an asshole. See, I shouldn't even call call him the most annoying player to ever live. If you're a fan of the Green Bay Packers, I can see him being so just infuriating. Um, like I was rooting for Tampa Bay in that NFC Championship game, so I was living for that Scotty Miller touchdown. <laughs> Shout out, Scotty. You you said you had some hot takes. Do you want to rattle a few off real quick? Uh, I'll say Hollywood Brown goes for 200 receiving yards this week. I mean, 200 yards is just a lot to rack up, especially when Lamar averages like 220 passing yards a game. That'll be my hot take of the week. I think Hollywood could go for 200. He's been on fire his last eight games. He's got like eight touchdowns in eight games. And Detroit has no secondary at the moment. No offense. So (laughs) I like how that's the point he drops. No offense after just... (laughs) I guess I delivered my hot take earlier. Daniel Jones plus 100 rushing yards against the Falcons. Davis Mills touchdown record. Uh, uh, Heineke leads Washington to a win over Buffalo in Buffalo. That would be legendary. I would love to see that. And then he breaks a table on his way out of the stadium. Him and uh, Ricky Bobby. Ricky Seals Jones. Ricky Seals Jones. That guy has a long neck. He looks interesting out there. I'll deliver hot take number two. Big Ben throws four interceptions. He just has a hurt boob. He's not going to be able to get the ball downfield. I think Do you guys remember that. I think it was a primetime game, a Sunday nighter last year when the Bengals took him down. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And Juju got like rocked. Wasn't that their first loss of the season? I think the first one was against Washington. I think that was number two. Hmm. Um. So Juju got like rocked in that game. I think we could get a little bit 
or rematch at that. You know, I think both teams are probably still a little sour towards one another. Yeah, they they definitely don't like each other. Any final words, Malcolm? Yeah, the, uh, the Minnesota game will come down to another last second kick. Oh, pray why? for Minnesota then. I don't know why you guys want me to be sad. Yeah, well, no, no you I mean, don't have to worry if Minnesota's kicking it. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. So they're gonna. It's gonna come down to Minnesota kicking it and then missing the kick. So Seahawks cover. No, just either direction a game winning okay. kick. Okay, fair enough. Juju is gonna bring back the the old logo dances on TikTok whenever they play. So that'll be the Corvette, Corvette, hopping a win. I saw a TikTok today where somebody watched. He posted a really weird TikTok recently, and somebody like watched it, and then they went over to their fantasy team and just cut him. <laughs> Boo Boo Smith Schuster. Well, so now transitioning over to college football. NFL insiders Malcolm and Jaden have both left. So I'm just going to be covering this week's college football games. It was week three, I believe. Wisconsin had a bye week. So for me, this weekend wasn't very fun. We had a few good matchups. Season once again has remained interesting as Malcolm slowly walks down the stairs again. He's working on a good old table over there. The table that you usually see behind. You know, the wonderful work of art that was not there today because Malcolm finally decided to finish it. Penn State, Auburn. You know, that was a good one. Auburn traveled to Penn State. Shout out Ethan Penn, good friend that goes down to Auburn. They went to Happy Valley. Didn't really work out for him. Bo Nix sometimes looks like the next kind of like potential NFL quarterback. And other times just doesn't seem like he's going to pan out. Very weird situation there. But hey, that's always a hard place to play. Penn State looks for real this year. Every week that goes by, Wisconsin's loss to them looks a little better and better. Other kind of big fun games around the country, which were kind of fun to watch. Notre Dame-Purdue was kind of, you know, a big Power 5 matchup. Notre Dame ended up winning 27-13. Notre Dame, I mean, obviously they still won. They haven't looked great, uh, which is kind of interesting. A huge... Basically, top 10 matchup, Alabama-Florida. Alabama, of course, looked like Alabama for most of the game. But interestingly, they only won by two. Florida, the 11th ranked team. I believe they were down 14, 18 points at one point. They were able to come back, scored a touchdown, but had to go for two to tie it and possibly send it to overtime. Alabama stopped them for the two-point conversion. Therefore, the game was over. I think that shocked a lot of people. Not that Florida's not a good team, but I think most of the time, almost every week, we just assume Alabama's going to be the best team by far. So it was kind of cool seeing them have a a challenging matchup. Clemson, still a top 10 ranked team, played Georgia Tech at home. They won the game 14-8. Now this is just, it's interesting because DJ Ogabalogi or whatever his name is, has not looked as impressive as I thought he would. Just kind of surprised with how that game played out. Only won by six points here. Shouldn't shouldn't have really been a close game. So it's going to be hard-pressed to find Clemson in the playoffs this year, which will be really weird to see. Oregon made a huge jump after beating Ohio State last week. Now ranked third. Took care of business. Won 48-7 against Stony Brook. Georgia, second-ranked team now. Also took care of business, handing them 40 points. A top 25 matchup that was kind of fun that we got to see was old Fresno State, the Bulldogs, and UCLA. Fresno State's 22nd ranked. UCLA was 24th. High scoring game. If you if you took the over in that game, you smashed it. Fresno State 
did end up winning 40 to 37, which was kind of surprising. I mean, Fresno State was ranked higher, of course. Sometimes it's interesting to see big, like, marketed schools that should have the recruiting edge in almost every way end up losing to said Fresno State. No big upsets this week. Everyone that played a top 25 game, you know, pretty pretty much took care of business. Nebraska played Oklahoma. Oklahoma was the is the fourth ranked team. Nebraska, of course, unranked. Um, this was kind of interesting because, in all honesty, Nebraska probably should have won this game. It was at Oklahoma, the return of a huge rivalry. Very, very interesting game. I th- I don't know exact. I watched the game. I forget how many field goals were missed. I think Nebraska might have missed three field goals. Quick math. Three times three, nine points. Only lost by seven. So yeah, in all intensive purposes, Nebraska could have and probably should have pulled this upset, which would have been a huge upset. But old Scott Frost over there, bum of a coach, get him out of town. Well, Adrian, and here's these two quarterbacks are supposed to be some of the, were supposed to be some of the better quarterbacks in the country. Spencer Rattler has never impressed me. Adrian Martinez seems to get worse as time goes on. Is any upsets coming up? I I know Kentucky, shout out my hometown state, all my friends back there. They played Chattanooga, the old Chattahoochee River, over the weekend. Boy, oh boy. Oh, wait, did they almost lose? Honestly, I thought they were going to lose to Mac school there for a long, long time. Moving on to the old rankings over there. Top four, Alabama one, Georgia two, Oregon three, Oklahoma four. As I said last podcast, and I've talked to some people who I think have pretty good sports knowledge, Alabama to me, granted they had a scare against Florida, but I think that says more about Florida than it does Alabama. Alabama to me is the consensus number one team, and it's not even close. Alabama's number one, I honestly don't even know who I'd put two through four. Wouldn't even have them ranked. Florida's gonna and should move up. Even though they lost, they lost by two to the consensus number one overall team. So, I mean, I understand Florida not not moving up. They shouldn't move down. They should remain 11 or move up if possible. I think they are 100% a top 10 team. Get Clemson out of there. I would flip Florida and Clemson. I think Florida is better than Clemson. Cincinnati, I mean, you know, it's one of those kind of small town schools that it's kind of just in there for fun. Georgia, I would probably have two, but haven't been too impressed with their offenses. Oregon, an interesting team, probably worthy of a top four now. Oklahoma, get them out there. I'd have them six or lower. But then it's like you have Iowa, Penn State, Texas A&M are the next in line right outside the top four. I don't think any of those teams are serious playoff teams. The start of this season has just been so wild and so interesting that I do think Iowa and Penn State have both had better, th- the first three games have been better for them than Oklahoma has. So I don't know how Oklahoma is still ranked ahead of them. I would have Alabama, Georgia, Oregon, Penn State. Penn State's beaten two ranked teams so far. I don't know if any other team has done that. Alabama, Georgia, Penn State, Iowa. Well, hang on. Alabama, Georgia, Oregon, Penn State, Iowa. Probably put Oklahoma 6 or 7. Might put Florida 7, 8. 
move Texas, A&M, and Cincinnati down. Notre Dame hasn't looked fantastic, but they also haven't done anything wrong, so I'm kind of confused how, like, I might have Notre Dame above Ohio State and Clemson. Both of them have losses. Iowa State has lost and got bumped down to 14. Used to be a top 10 team, but they only lost to Iowa, so still not too worried about them. No real other changes coming in. Michigan's jumped into the top 25. Uh, you know, after a couple of big wins, Michigan looks serious this year. Who who knows? One thing that I can kind of fit into this college football segment, and maybe this is something I'll prepare for next week. Prepare for next week. This is a... Uh, I just don't know. I, I know there's been a lot of talk about... I can't remember if I covered this two episodes ago. Been a lot of talk about some conference realignments, some Texas and Oklahoma joining the SEC, Kansas maybe joining the Big Ten. Uh, just and then all of a sudden the Big Ten, ACC, and Pac-12, because Big Twelve is probably no more, has kind of joined in something they're calling an alignment. Honestly, I have no. I think that's stupid. I have no clue what's going on. They're basically just chasing the SEC because everyone knows but doesn't want to admit that the SEC is the best school out there. Um, it's interesting. I don't really know. Morgan just got here, so we'll see where this podcast goes. Um, so yeah, it's been it's been an interesting start. I strongly oppose both Texas and both Texas and Oklahoma joining the SEC. And I have since sat down very bored one day and actually made my own college football realignment. I think, I don't like the NCAA. I think they're just a horrid organization that has done a lot of wrong. But I think this would be a perfect time for them to step in to a situation and they can honestly make it right. What I propose, four major Four major kind of, you know, what I would propose is four major conferences. Take the top, make them 16 teams each. Take four times 16, 64, quick math. And then take the top 64 ranked schools. And by ranked, I mean you could take their average of basketball attendance and football attendance. And then boom, you have your basically your highest grossing 64 teams. And then you divide them up evenly as as part of a map. Because the cool thing about college football is it's still regional. With what's happening now, it turns it into the NFL. Don't like that at all. What I would do, and I'll do the, I'll prepare this for next podcast. Take the Mississippi River, anything to the west of it, take your top 16 schools over there. That's the new West. West Coast Conference, the WCC, Mississippi River over. What I take next is the Big Ten. Basically, keep the Big Ten. Take your top 16 teams in that region. Keep your SEC. Take your best 16 teams in that region. And then keep your ACC, because the West is just so weak. Take your ACC and keep the 16 best over there. What this is going to cause is maybe teams like I would hate this, but maybe teams like Penn State fall out of the Big Ten in favor of Notre Dame. Penn State joins ACC. 
you know, teams like Louisville might have to join SEC. Teams like Cincinnati might have to join Big Ten. Iowa, Big Ten. Kansas, Big Ten. Kansas might be Big Ten. But all these Texas schools have no, they aren't Southeast. The hell's going on? So I don't know. And then teams like UCF, those can join ACC. Florida, some of So I can draw this up. I actually did it. I just don't know where I put the piece of paper. So then kind of in that same same ball field, same ballpark, got it. There's been talk about expanding to the 12-team playoffs, strongly opposed. I just don't like it. I just don't like it whatsoever. I, it's, it's, it's just interesting. I don't, strictly because they're college kids, if you do a 12-team playoff, you're going to have to, Take away one regular season game. I just don't like it. I think what they should do, and here's the other point to that. And Dabo Sweeney of Clemson said this, and I agree with him 100%. I don't think there's 12 teams that deserve to make the playoffs. I think there's a huge gap between the number one team, the number four team, and the number 12 team. I don't think... Now, I'm not saying, obviously, Cinderella runs can happen. I just don't know... And this is coming from a Wisconsin fan who Wisconsin would have been in the playoffs a handful of time over the past few years if there were 12 teams involved. So I just I just don't like it. I think they should do six teams. One and two get a bye. Four others play, blah, blah, blah. Boom. Lowest seed plays one. Highest seed plays two. Just like that. Because there's been, every year we've had this, there's been a big uh, you know talk about Team X and Team Y deserve to get into the playoffs, but haven't. And those teams are always ranked fifth and sixth. I don't think anybody's ever made fifth and sixth. I don't think anybody's ever made an argument for the seventh or eighth ranked team. Like, oh, except when it's like UCF and people are shitting around. I don't think there's ever been a serious argument for like seven through 12 to make the playoffs. So while, and it's all for money, I get it. While all of a sudden are all these teams trying to expand a 12 team, make it six. Because there's probably close to six, sometimes undefeated, but always deserving teams of a top four spot. So boom, playoff, six teams. First two get a bye. Lowest seed plays one. Highest seed plays two. Hand in hand, we need to take the bowl games out of the playoffs. There's no, if it's a playoff, there's no like reason to have the Rose Bowl as one of the playoff games. Just cut down on the name of bowl games altogether. I don't want to play in the, Smash potato Idaho. Have sex with your cousin bowl. It makes no sense to me. Just boom, cut it all down there, and it's good. Also, just to get back to the Texas Oklahoma situation real quick, I don't know why Texas or Oklahoma would be even be interested in Texas joins. Texas has not been good lately whatsoever. Texas joins SEC, and all of a sudden they're a bottom a bottom half team in that league they're not it, it's not even it's not like they're going to join the SEC and all of a sudden it's all for money Oklahoma's going to join the SEC and still be a top half team but both of them have a better shot at making the playoffs in the Big 12 than the SEC makes no sense speaking of a team that I thought was going to have a better shot and making the playoffs this year, the Wisconsin Badgers. Time for the final segment of the day. Oh, boys. 
tying it all together. Big game this weekend. Going back to the spreads, Wisconsin, 18th ranked team. Notre Dame, 12th ranked team. Wisconsin's favored by five and a half points here. It's in Chicago. Not a home, technically not a home game for either team. But it's in Chicago. Shocked that Wisconsin's favored here. I think it's going to be a really close game. I think it, I hope it's a good game. And obviously, I hope Wisconsin wins. But I don't know who would bet Wisconsin five and a half here. If I'm a Notre Dame fan, I'm. I th- hopefully Wisconsin smokes them. I just was shocked that they came out five and a half here. I know Notre Dame hasn't looked good, but they've at least taken care of business. Wisconsin has a loss on the year that they should have won. So coming off a of bye week two, week three bye, always, always interesting. Wisconsin's backup, backup, backup running back who decided to get an old knife fight. Yeah. Old knife fight with another teammate guy who were both suspended from the team. One was dismissed, has decided to transfer. Not big news whatsoever. I think it's hilarious that he even announced like a transfer thing, which I guess you technically have to. He's not transferring. He's just not welcome back on the team. Let's be honest here. Wisconsin Volleyball, second-ranked team in the country. However, they did just lose Danielle Hart, much like my roommate, RIP Jaden's ACL. Feel bad for her because she's a senior. You know, last go around, you just never want to see a person go out like that. It will obviously hurt the impact of the team, but we have such a deep team that I don't know if it's gonna. I don't, I never want to say losing a person is not gonna matter, but we do have we have good players behind her, so I'm not necessarily worried. And I really, I really, really hope we can win it all this year. Texas still ranked number two. Lexi, son, random shout out. Still love you. You're gorgeous. I mean, there's no really other. I don't think there's any too much Wisconsin Badgers news out there. Huge news I was shocked about was the five and a half favorite news. Well, I guess one thing we can dive into, also mentioned before, Wisconsin will be playing their previous starting quarterback, Jack Cohn, who was now the starter for Notre Dame, lost the job to Mertz after injury, decided to transfer to Notre Dame. He was originally committed to Notre Dame for lacrosse, so kind of cool to see him win that job down there and lead him to a 3-0 start. Kind of cool that we get to play each other, too. It's going to be Badgers versus Badger. Wisconsin will be busting out a new uniform for Notre Dame. It's a beautiful... I actually have it. Hang on one second. Ooh! That shit clean. Little pinstripes on the side. Shot of Under Armour on the back. Just crispy. And then up top. We got the six stars. No clue what that's for. I have no clue what the six stars means. None at all. But all I know is that jersey's just... Under Armour did a beautiful job designing that. That's one. That would be a cool job, getting into jersey design. Crispy, crispy, crispy looking jersey. So that'll be fun to see them bust that out. I do think Wisconsin can win this game. What it's going to come down to is offensive line play and quarterback play. Wisconsin's defense, especially the run defense, should be just fine. We do get a number of starters back who have been dealing with COVID. Leo Chanel will make his first start of the year. One of the better inside linebackers in the entire country, so it should make a big old difference. I expect the run defense to remain solid. The secondary needs to take a step forward. No ifs and buts about it. But it'll be interesting to see Jack Cohn, who has practiced with the secondary for the last, probably like five years of his life. 
So he's going to know what they like to do. They're going to know what he likes to do, which is going to make it a fun game to watch. Yeah, I just don't know. But Wisconsin, Graham Mertz has not looked like that guy. And I feel bad for him because fans are just attacking that man. But if Graham Mertz wins this game, not Graham Mertz, if Wisconsin wins this game, I'm buying a Graham Mertz t-shirt. With all this money they can make from the NIL, I'm going to do it. I love the kid. I just need to see something from him before I can invest money in him. You know what I'm saying? I want to start DMing players trying to see if I can get him on an interview for a podcast. I just have no clue how to do that. I'm going to have to hit up my boy Clay and see how. I just don't know. Is Zoom the easiest way? Is just having him call in the easiest way? I just don't want to have like line something up and then have no clue how to do it. But yeah, if you're if you're interested on being a guest, just let me know. We're always looking for, especially with just me out here blabbling. Just some last minute updates. Got a few minutes left here. I ordered a good old flag to hang on this wall as we got rid of the table. Finally going to start playing some beer pong on that thing. Undefeated. Never lost. So yeah, I ordered a flag back here. Uh, will be for sale if anybody wants one. I'm trying to get a merch website up and running October 1st. Going to launch that. Just have a few basic designs. One or two t-shirts. Stickers. Flags. Maybe some water bottles, just, you know, hats. I, I think that'd just be really fun. Trying to start, you know, taking this podcast somewhere, making some money. Be a friend, tell a friend. I can't stress that enough. Let's hit 25 subscribers on YouTube and get some more followers and shares on Spotify or anywhere you get your podcast. I'm a Spotify guy. Let's get 25 by Sunday. Got 14 right now, 11 more. Be a friend, tell a friend. Get everyone in your family to subscribe. It'd mean a lot to me. Let's get this thing jumping. Wisconsin, don't let me down this week. I'm getting excited. Got to get a little tailgate bussing. Come on. But yeah, thanks for listening. Hell of an episode. Like I said, be a friend, tell a friend. It'd mean a lot to me. And as always, go Badgers.